welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So, Squirrel, I was looking through your Twitter feed, and I noticed that you had a recent uh, tweet that really caught my attention on study groups. And what you said was something that, that what I really liked about it was you said study groups have a responsibility, which is that they share what they learn more broadly. Um, and, and it's also, you, you had the tip that it's most effective in the sharing when they show a practical result. So I'd love to hear what, what inspired this, because I, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. Oh, sure. So I often have clients ask me, how can we uh, improve our skills? How can I help the team get better? And what I don't say is um, have everyone stop work for six months and go and study uh, a course or uh, get, get to be expert on something and then go use it. What I say is it's very helpful if people within the team study some particular topic, but they don't just study it in the abstract. That's the most important thing. The, um, the study could happen at a conference. It could happen by bringing in experts. It could happen as one company I uh, advised did. They, um, they watched the Uncle Bob clean code videos, which fun feature Uncle Bob you know, on the deck of the Starship Enterprise and other very silly things, <laughs> okay. a very silly set of videos. And they would watch those and eat pizza and then use them, use the ideas in their coding. So there's lots of different ways to approach this. But the most important thing that I find is, uh, or, or the most common mistake that people make when they try something like this to improve the team's skills, is they forget to share it outside that group. And so the group benefits, but the rest of the company doesn't. And uh, what I advised the client who came to me and said, we're doing one of these study groups was that he makes sure that the study group that was looking, in his case, at architecture, share the information with others. And he had a great response to me. He said, well, Squirrel, what I don't want them to do is just rehash whatever it is they talked about that week in their group because we'll all get bored. We might as well come to the group. <laughs> Not much point. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. Have them apply these architectural principles to something they're building. And they may work or they may not. We don't care. In either case, it's a successful experiment with a negative or a positive result. And they should share the experiment. So we learned about um, the single responsibility principle, and we applied it on our integration with Stripe, and we had these successes and these failures. That would be very interesting, not only to people within the tech organization, but with appropriate levels of uh, explanation to the whole company. Here's what we're trying. These are the ways we're trying to make these integrations or whatever it is more reliable. Uh, here, here's what's working and what's not. That's uh, of benefit to everyone, and you don't want it to be locked up in that group. You, you, you know, hearing you describe it, what makes me think is how that sharing element, um, and it should both sharing what you've learned, sharing what you've tried, what worked and what didn't, is such an important, I think, foundational element of a real learning culture. So I think if, you, if your company has a real learning culture, you'd be sharing the results, and not just from study, but, you know, from your experiences, from, from retros, from, you know, projects that you've done, coming back saying, yeah, here's what we learned from what we did. I mean, we did something different on this product launch, for example. And yeah, that's something that, that is often missing. I, I, I remember when I first joined Tim Group, one thing that struck me that you had established there was these regular series of lightning talks. And, and to be clear, my series, this oh, is yeah. something- Good memory. You, you, you'd set aside the time, and I don't know what inspired it, but you, you had a, a time set. This is, you were CTO at the time, and um, 
there was, I think it was every Thursday lunchtime, something like that. People could come and volunteer. People just would sign up. There was on the wiki, you'd say, I'm, I'm going to give a talk on this. And, and the lightning part was you had five minutes. <laughs> so it was, it was a brief thing and hopefully not too daunting for people. What, what led you to do that? Do you, do you remember what your inspiration was? Oh, yeah. So it was exactly this problem. So it was that it's the same observation that I was kind of condensing for my client, which I made at Tim Group for the first time, which was that uh, people would go off. And the thing that was most noticeable to me is we would fund people to go to conferences and they would go to a conference on, uh, you know, at that time you didn't have React or anything, but it'd be on uh, good HTML design or something, you know, uh, new exciting ideas in JavaScript or something. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And they would come ba- they would come back and say, that was a great conference, and then go back to work. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. I paid for you to go to this. The goal was for many people to benefit, not just you. So your obligation is to come and tell us what were the big highlights, what did you learn, what was frustrating, what, what did you get out of this experience, so it doesn't just benefit you. This isn't a perk for you. This is something that is of benefit to the entire organization. So that's how we got started with the Lightning Talks. We then used them for lots of other things. People um, formed study groups. We had outside speakers come in. We had Brian Merritt come once. Uh, We had, uh, and of course, we would uh, tape um, video these, and then they were available internally for people to see. Uh, Nowadays, I think I might uh, even say we should you know, maybe put them up on YouTube or something like that. We, we didn't have that then. But uh, the, the more broad sharing and the, the broader, the better uh, what allowed us to capture that um, investment, capture the benefit of that investment in study group or conference or whatever, and make sure everyone learned about it. Yeah, it was really striking to me. And I, and I think even this, it seems, it seems so simple, but this idea that people who went to a conference took notes on what session they attended and people would give this conference report and say, you know, here's the things I, I attended and here's what I thought of each one. And it was really different, really remarkable. And that was only one of many of the, the lightning type, type, uh, lightning talk topics. Um, but it, one thing it really established, I think, was an idea where if someone went and read an interesting article or they, um, it tried and tried applying it, they would report back and they would say, you know, here was this pattern and here's what I've tried. And I think that led later to this, these lightning talks were something that could were largely individual, but then it later led to the, um, I think the provided a found, good foundation for the management study group we did later, which is something that we talked about previously, uh, in a past podcast, we talked about l- learning through action and we described, uh, different types of study groups and, and, actually then putting them in, into practice. And it was also discussed in the book um, on, on uh, a radical enterprise. Um, and there, we have a link in the show notes uh, for this for when we had Matt Parker on and also a link to a, a, a discussion on IT revolution where they talked a little bit about the management city group. And, and that I think was important in, in as a document in the book, having a management study group that was beyond technology that would look at different topics and ask key questions. Um, and one of which, and I think the most important, which was if we agree with this article we just read and its ideas, what do we do? And there's, how do we put it into practice? And what, how do we take it out beyond just the discussion group? And I think that's where a lot of study groups I've seen kind of fall short. They're an interesting intellectual discussion that people have, but people aren't necessarily looking to apply them and, and take them beyond the, the people in the room, uh, which I think is, is therefore you're, you're missing most of the power. So I think this, that, that's exactly what stood out to me when you, I saw your tweet is, is this focus on sharing beyond the group. 
um, and I, I think this is such a, a powerful concept. It's something that I've continued. Now it's, you know, I think we started the first management study group in 2011, and here we are, you know, more than a decade later. And we just, I was in a, a management study, or not a management study group, but a study group on Friday that is kind of the spiritual successor of that one. And we were discussing, um, uh, you know, what's wrong with your meetings and how to make them not terrible, because that's been a, a, something that was of interest for the group, the group voted up and we had that same discussion, you know, what comes next? How do we go apply this? And uh, I think it's such a powerful idea. More people should do it, but they should do it in the powerful form where you take it beyond just the people doing the studying. And I'll, we always like to give advice to our listeners. So the advice would be either start a study group of something that you're interested in if you haven't got one, or if you have one, make sure that it's got some sharing element to it. I'll give one warning, one caveat. People may not like that. Many times people think of, engineers especially, but, but really anybody in an organization, think of going to a conference or studying a topic or watching videos or something like that, kind of like relaxation. It's kind of like a, a perk. It's an extra nice thing that you can have. And uh, somebody commented on LinkedIn that uh, uh, when I uh, shared this uh, idea, said, well, you know, it's not like you can just make everybody happy through pizza. And I said, well, to be fair, it's, it's pizza and study, right? It's not a perk. It's not just go and uh, investigate whatever you feel like. And um, we're doing that because we want to retain you and make you happy. It's not like the, the pay slip, the paycheck you get at the end of the month where we're giving you money to do a thing. Here, we're saying, go do a thing, which is part of your work. And part of your work is bring that to the rest of the organization. You know, that's a great point. And, and I think it, it, I'll even extend it because you talk about it in, in technology with engineers. I, I think what I've found is it's been really great to get people beyond engineering involved in these study groups. And I think there's probably less of that kind of studying happening outside technology. I think in, in, in engineering groups, people have often been part of book clubs, or at least they've heard about them. The idea that engineers would, <laughs> for a technical topic, have a, a, a book club or study group on a technical topic is something people I think understand. It's it's been less common, I think, for people in, for example, sales to join a discussion of, you know, how to run meetings or something like that. But the idea is, uh, and I like this focus on, you know, we're doing this to get better. You know, we have an aim with this. It's not just uh, uh, enjoy enjoyment. However, it is at the same time, I think people get really highly engaged and really do enjoy it when they see the connection of being able to influence what they do. So I, I, but I, I agree because it's, it's really interesting because I think people have the idea first of something that's kind of a shallow pleasure, which is to go attend this conference and hear these interesting topics. And like you said, it's like, it's a, it's a vacation day almost from the office. I, I get to, I don't have to work today. I can go and, and, you know, hang out with people and, and, you know, have the, have the lunch at the conference. But when they, when they get to the point where they're like, no, no, we actually can use this to change what we do and become better. People have a much more, uh, satisfaction out of that. So I think it's kind of a, it's a little bit like the, the topic of hedonism and the difference between, you know, just something that's just pleasurable versus something that's very uh, enjoyable and satisfying. There you go. 
Okay. Well, if listeners are trying uh, study groups of any variety, or you want to get started with them, or you think they're useless and a waste of time, and or maybe you think that they should be perks and it should feel like a vacation day, uh, any of those opinions are very welcome. We always like hearing from you. Uh, you can get in touch using the uh, links and so on at agileconversations.com. You'll also find free videos, information about us, our Twitter feeds, email, you name it. There's something there that's interesting for you, and uh, we'd love to see you there. Of course, we'd also like to see you or hear you next week when we'll be back again with another episode of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Grohl.